Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, the green light's on again for the Green Light On podcast. Counting down till Christmas, of course, and uh, that means the show's been almost going for a staggering 12 months. So we're going along beautifully. Uh, Really looking forward to this Thursday night at uh, Sandown Park. We are recording this one a bit later in the week. It's a huge week, though. We've got Sandown Thursday, Meadows Saturday. We will be releasing our deep dive with uh, Team Delbridge over the next few days as well. And then, obviously, the the Sale Cup all roads lead to the country for the Group 1 Sale Cup on Boxing Day evening. And there is going to be a podcast on that one as well. So a busy few days. So stay tuned for that. From the broadcast box. Well, straight off the top, I thought we'd... Go to the broadcast box at Sandown Park and the man who called the laurels last week, Daniel Hibbert, he's been nice and busy on the way home from Bendigo now. Dan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, James. Very well. Yeah, just uh, on the uh, on the commute home after a, a good card at uh, Bendigo this afternoon, just a Tier 3 meeting, but some uh, pretty competitive racing there this afternoon, which was good to see. Hey, last time we had you on the pod, uh, speaking of Bendigo, I think you're a about to get to Bendigo, and you gave us one la la queue, which I'm calling the barbecue, and uh, it got the job done, mate. So we're very grateful here. We we love you on uh, on the podcast. Yeah, I didn't actually do too bad today early on. I think I tipped four out of the first five, and then uh, the wheels come off a bit late on. There was a couple of uh, a thirty to one and a fifty to one pop getting up. So, but we did get a, a few winners there early on this afternoon. Run all the week. With no Jason Adams on the pod, I thought we'd get our man Dan Hibbard to discuss run of the week and a couple of things that happened last Thursday night at Sandown Park, as well as what's happening uh, for Dan over the at the Christmas break as well. But let's start with the replay of the Laurels, the Group 2 at Sandown Park last week, and what a race it was. Ready. Racing, Ailey Bale began fair speed from Baby JC's coming hard with Guelph trying to kick through. Guelph keeps the lead from Baby JC. On its inside was Mirabella Bale. Ailey Bale back on the rail. Deeper Kelsey Bale running on strongly now. Wide out was Fur Pajamas cashing in and Jackpot Joan. They bunch up front. Going poorly there was Guelph and Kelsey Bale took the lead. Kelsey Bale clear from Baby JC. Running on then was Jackpot Joan. Kelsey Bale win. Kelsey Bale wins a lot. Well-deserved win, Kelsey Bale. She'd just been knocking on the door for a big race win. She gets it there in the laurels. And, Dan, oh, look, it's probably a pity that Guelph went amiss in the lead because it was just shaping up to be a grandstand finish. And then the moment Guelph went amiss, uh, it just brought Kelsey Bale right onto the speed. And, look, she'd been knocking on the door to do something like that for a very long time. Obviously, she won the silver bullet at the Meadows. But uh, to, to land a... Uh, a calendar feature like the Laurels, it's a, a well-deserved win for the Connections and Kelsey Bale. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a bit uh, obviously disappointing with Guelph. It was really strange because it didn't sort of, you know, it didn't sort of stop uh, suddenly. It just sort of kept going, but sort of uh, uh, it was still on in the lead coming off the back straight. And then baby JC and Kelsey Bale sort of raced past it. I think those two were probably the best two in the race that have run the Quinella. But yeah, Kelsey's probably been one of the benchmark uh, the benchmark girls running around uh, at that level, and uh, good to see them get that uh, that win on on Thursday. What about uh, Hot Scotch uh, Litter Brother to rejuvenate? We all know the you know the the rap, the push on rejuvenate, and the star that he's potentially going to become. But does it surprise you at all just how good Hot Scotch went in race nine, going twenty nine twelve? 
Well, it, it was sort of, it was funny because I, I you sort of, with all the calling that we do and with the miles that we do, you sometimes sort of forget that uh, about particular dogs. And this one I'd actually forgotten that I actually called uh, a little while ago at Shepherd. And, and then when it uh, when it came out, one, and then all the, you know, the memory just started to kick over again and you realised who it was and how good the run was. It was, it was a staggering run, considering that they really didn't run um, real quick times there on, on Thursday night. There was nothing that had sort of gone anywhere anywhere near that 29-12 mark. Uh, sort of gave the indication that it was it certainly uh, well and truly above average, given uh, what times were run on the rest of the garden. Yeah, it was a it was a dominant win, and uh, you know they've got a you know, they've got uh, plenty of options. You'd think going forward. Well, here is that audio, Dan, of you calling Hot Scotch not too long ago on the 12th of September. You shouldn't have forgotten this one. But Hot Scotch is flying out by three or four. Trying hard was here comes Lenny's not shirking the issue, but Hot Scotch is going to get home by about a length and a quarter. On here comes. So there he was, Hot Scotch winning. But honestly, on, on a serious note, mate, like you say, when you're doing the kilometres as a race caller, and there are so many good dogs around now, like. I feel like the, the, the strength of racing and the depth of racing right now is as strong as it's ever been because there's your hot scotch who rejuvenates the Ailey Bales, the Kelsey. There's just superstar greyhounds, not superstar, but, you know, elite greyhounds pressing on the fringe of being stars of the sport all over the place. Exactly. It's not, uh, you know, it's not just all solely, uh, you know, the, the city tracks that sort of you, you get the absolute cream. You, you're finding these, uh, these rising stars sort of, you know, they're running around in grade fives or grade fours at the at the country tracks and, and running these splits and uh, crazy times, and then you know they're graduating to those uh, those better races. Uh, you know the the five hundreds at, at the Meadows or Sandown, and you know there's just so many of them running around at the moment. As I say, you, you tend to for, you tend to forget like if they if they win a, a go a quick time or a, on a like a Monday night at Shepherd and, and then they don't run for a few weeks, you sort of tend to forget because. There's so many of them running around. Uh, what's the plan over, Chrissy? Is it to get away and have a little bit of a break from racing? Uh, I've got uh, all working all this uh, up until Friday, so obviously tomorrow and, and then um, Bendigo again on Friday. I've got Shepparton on Boxing Day, which is uh, not a bad little bit of uh, bit of cream for Christmas. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then um, a couple of meetings up to the end of, uh, end of the year and then uh, we'll see what January brings and might have a, couple, a weekend or two away and just uh, chill and relax. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a, a pretty crazy and full-on sort of, um, you know, 12 months. I've basically sort of uh, you know, cut back uh, the work that I was doing at the, the hospital only a couple of days a week there, so really giving the, the calling a crack. And, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a good 12 months. And, uh, yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a, a stop and have a bit of a break and refresh and then get stuck into it again. As I let you go, mate, what did, I know this is the uh, the Sandown Park uh, edition of the podcast, but what did you make of the Phoenix? I mean, that uh, that is such an amazing inclusion to our racing calendar, and I think it, it draws the attention of so, so many people, and the race itself I found to be absolutely out of this world. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we obviously sent a few messages between each other on the night, and I, we both sort of uh, you know, really came to the same conclusion. It's probably one of the best races we've ever seen. I know there was that little bit of uh, a scrimmage at the start, but when you get the two best um, the two best female greyhounds that have probably raced in the last, well, well certainly for the last 20 years, but probably forever, uh, coming off the back straight, nose for nose, and then you've got 
one of the uh, absolute jets in Amaron Boy right behind them. It, it just panned out like it, it was so good. Uh, I'd actually picked um, where well, she's fast to win. I just the, the way I saw the race panning out was pretty much how it's, uh, at the start how it played out, where Zippy Tesla sort of didn't begin all that quick, and she jumped and was able to get up on the speed. And once she was stalking, she's a pearl. I thought, well, this, this, I just can't see her not winning. But then all of a sudden you see that blue streak on the rail. And uh, I, I, I have to say, I feel awfully sorry for Brooke Ennis. I think you know, any other uh, any other uh, time frame, you'd reckon he would, he would have possibly made a clean sweep of some of the big races. He's just been nosed out by uh, some absolute champions. One thing I will say, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I will say, Dan, as I let you go on that exact topic, Amron Boy, the prize money for Greyhound Racing here in Victoria, just extraordinary. Like when you when you go through Amron Boy, he's been so unlucky in so many big races, but he still won the Silver Chief. He pocketed, was it 200000 for running uh, second in the Phoenix? And his prize money right now, as we speak, sitting at 431000 So I think in one, in one opinion, we feel terribly sorry for Brooke because it could have been nearly $2 million in the bank for Amron yeah. Boy. But that's, that's how good he's gone. But uh, as, I, as I let you go, mate, thanks so much for, for all your help here on the podcast uh, throughout the last couple of months. And good calling for the rest of the year. And we wish you and your family and everyone else uh, that you care about, mate, a, a very Merry Christmas and a, and a safe New Year as well. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me on. And uh, Merry Christmas to yourself and... And yours, and uh, Merry Christmas to all the, the pod listeners. I hope we've been able to uh, find a few winners across the, the course of the last uh, the last 12 months. It's, uh, it's been fun, and uh, we'll get into it again next year. Thursday's preview. Thursday night, let's find a few winners at uh, Sandown Park. Winners to be had, of course. Race one, number eight, Transponder on top. I thought the uh, the debut win Sunday was good enough to suggest that uh, that he'll be pretty hard to beat. The son of Deliver in race number one. Race two, tough race. I'll go with number four, Sender. Uh, might be better suited to a little bit more ground down the track, but uh, I was tossing up between the four and the one. Just Vic, who won the Geelong Breeders, and Sender, who might go around at an each-way price. Race number three, I like Soda Apache here. Um, I know the time at the race at Sandown wasn't overly quick last time, but uh, just no luck at all and was just flying home at the end. So uh, I think with a 29-31, three starts to go from box one, the step up again to 600 metres a plus just needs to jump and lead. Uh, close eye on Serena Bale, who I've got earmarked as developing into a nice staying type, maybe even group class down the track, but the form potentially just tape it off a shade, but getting to 600 could be worth a, a close eye on. I'm with Zara's Ivan, race four, number four. Terrific win over Eula Bale. They had a an amazing struggle at the Meadows last time. It's a deep race. Uh, Peacock for David Plumridge. We'll catch up with David and learn the, the story of Peacock, who's been able to win his last three, including two Metro races at Sandown Park, and now he's contesting the free-for-all. So he's become a very nice earner. Peacock going around in race four, so then race number five, I'm tipping in this one, Dundee Smokey, to go back to a grade five. He's been mixing it of late with the likes of uh, Vermont Bale, Aston Barrack, Paddy Wants Pats, your hero Bale, Fernando Mix. So uh, he is beautifully graded here and, and should be very hard to beat off the inside draw, Dundee Smokey. Race number six over the 715 metres, not the easiest race. I'm probably going to have a small each way play on 
uh, play nice. I just think consistent form and just one that you know will whack away and sort of run that 42 flat mark, which might be enough to see it competitive. Race number seven, thought this was a hard race. I'm going with the uh, the red to want a scotch on top. Um, consistent form in the country, nice Ballarat win two starts ago, and I think will suit this type of distance range, especially from an inside draw. Race eight, I'm going the red wheel and go. Drawn to get a, a nice run, was an impressive winner here last time from the draw, so no reason why wheel and go can't back it up again. Race nine, I'm tipping number one here, Benella Bandit, but as we know, he does like to push straight to the outside at box rise, but if he can go through and almost hold the lead, seems to be able to run a low 5.08, mark around here at Sandown, and if that's enough to... Uh, to hold them out, well, he might be able to make his way off the rail without any concern at all. Race 10, I'm with one Loxton Bale. Race number 11, I'm with the five here, uh, Volkanovsky. I thought the run last time at Sale was good, just had no luck early. Steps up to the 500, the key is getting a, a soft lead. I think if he gets that, he'll be hard to beat. And race 12, each way, probably one of the better bets of the night, I think. Just needs luck, though, in the race is number six, Springview Noah. Hunters Punting Club. So the Punters Punting Club thought it was a tough week, so we'll just uh, tread a little bit carefully. Race 12, number 6. Always gamble responsibly. Punters, never gamble more than you can afford to lose. You know the drill. Uh, race 12, I'll have 15 each way on number 6, Springview Noah. Uh, and then the other 10 each way I'll have on Soda Apache in race number 3, number 4, Soda Apache. If I was to have a third bet, it would be Dundee Smokey, but i just got a feeling... He's going to be unders price-wise, and with Nitro Bale coming out fast, look, he should win this, Dundee Smokey, race five. If I had an extra 50 to to have a wager with, it probably would go towards uh, towards him. But that's the way I'll play this week, so good luck and happy putting. Inside Info. Well, this one here, ladies and gents, a bit of a feel-good story about a greyhound who is racing in career best form at the moment and a trainer who is absolutely flying. Let me tell you as well, the feel-good story gets better. He trained a winner today at Hillsville in no anchovies. I'm just about to have pizza for dinner, so things are looking up. David Plumridge on the line. How are you, mate? Uh, very good, thanks, James. Hey, it was a big build-up, that intro, but uh, you've been flying as a trainer. Uh, you must be enjoying the last couple of months. Yes, certainly have. It, it certainly makes for all the time you put into the greyhounds uh, worthwhile when you um, see some success on the track. And, um, you know, I've had a, a lot of good mentors in the last couple of years. And when you when you say mentors, who, uh, we've spoke to a lot of people on this podcast and a lot of people say that when you first start out in, in greyhound racing, and we'll get to that in just a moment with you, but it's so important to have a few people that can, can help guide you in the right direction, I guess. Yeah, well, initially um, when I was 18 and started working in the city in the public service, Neil Brown was a uh, wow. contact I got and I uh, got my first greyhound with, with schoolmates and then we got a winner or two and um, from that dog and the bug the bug was born and, and then over the years, um, Jeff Mitchell's been great when he was out at Keysborough um, and then more recently, Robin Wendy Cunningham, um, Robin Moore and um, and and Tony and, and, and Mitchell Bay have been great too in relation to um, contacts and, and and uh, rearing of um, some pups I've had. That's a, a great segue into a couple of questions that I had. Uh, I saw Tony Abaya, Mitch Abaya, who is the peacock, where the, obviously the, the name of this dog came from. That's uh, right. Yeah, I, I spoke to Tony and he said, you need to ask David Plumridge who his favourite Port Melbourne player was back in the day. Have you, have you got the answer for that? 
Yeah, number 44, Tony Abaya. Oh, please, please. I I was hoping you were going to say someone else and not bump his tyres up anymore. But uh, no, let's let's talk about the dog, Peacock. Um, this, This has just been a... A revelation, this dog. Really, he's uh, his mm. last probably month of work has been extraordinary. But even without winning prior to that, he was he was racing really consistently. Can you tell us a little bit about this dog and how you come to uh, to train him? Because he, he had already raced for other trainers and, and he's ended up in your care. And you've you've done a really yeah. really good job with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just quickly, I, I I got the brood bitch from Robin Moore and and went to my redeemer, who was untried at that stage. So I bred the litter, bred Peacock. And uh, Peacock and Tomato were reared by the Abayas, and um, he did break in well, um, Peacock. And um, and then Jerry O'Keefe and uh, Chris Langley, and they both did um, great jobs with with the dog. And I think um, you know he was frustrating. I think early on for everyone because he was a little bit inconsistent. And I think I've just um, most likely got him at the right time with a bit of maturity and a bit of confidence and um, away we away we've gone and I and yeah and I and I think some of the uh, some of the races he's been in have just sort of sometimes opened up for him and um, yeah confidence from that. Well, mate, you're saying that you might. I think you might be being a little bit humble, to be honest. Uh, saying that the races have opened up, he has drawn well in his last couple, but uh, that win at Sandown Park two starts ago to go twenty nine and thirty. Uh, there'd be a lot of trainers in their lifetime that will train dogs, David, and and they'll mm. never get one go that quick. Were you surprised when you looked up at the semaphore board after the race and and saw a time mm. like that that you, they could almost win you a Melbourne Cup, really, with the right run? Yeah, certainly, um, certainly was, and um, you were spot on. It was a PB of about five lengths, and um, and uh, yes, I did think I probably should have maybe put him into a prelude earlier on, and who knows? But no, he um, yeah, I was really chuffed and um, proud. It's um, proud moment, yeah, for everyone. Well, mate, a real pat on the back to you. You have done a, an amazing job with this uh, this boy in particular, obviously named after Mitchie Abaya. Is there is there pressure from the Abayas uh, with Mitchie now being sort of the, the main media man there at Sportsbet? He, he'd be putting a bit of pressure on you, I'm sure. Uh, Mitchie's, as we know, Mitch has got, is invested heavily in, in Greyhounds and he's been great. And um, we've even been having a bit of... Um, a bit of a chat about tomorrow night. He he doesn't like um, doesn't like him out in box seven and thinks there's a bit of too much pace and he'll get caught wide. and And I've gone the other way, thinking he um, there might be a little bit of um, scrimmage, hopefully down near the the first uh, winning post, and he sticks out wide with um, Vader Bale going around him, and and hopefully we're behind Vader Bale down the back and the same thing happens um, tomorrow night as, as it did last week. Well, <laughs> things have fallen into place lately and like you say, he ran down Vader Bale last week. He's shooting for three straight Metropolitan wins. Uh, I'd hate mm. to know what prize money that would be in a matter of three weeks. It would be enough to uh, to cover Christmas, that's for sure, and a little bit more. Hey, you train out of Wheelers Hill. Uh, what's what's that's that right. like? What's that like training there? You're fairly close to Sandown Park, but a, a pretty metropolitan area. Yes, it is. It is my, my home track, Sandown, and um, and uh, yeah, I've just recently moved there this year, and um, and it's been good. And um, not sure there's too many tra- greyhound trainers in in Wheelers Hill, but um, but uh, no, it's been quite central, and and Sandown being so close um, for trialling as well, and um, it's good to have a dog that's been able to race, um, and, and some other dogs that have been able to race on the Sundays and, and Thursday nights at Sandown.
How do you do it in a in a built up area? Are you, are you on just a house block or? Yeah, just a house block. Got a good garage, and um, yeah, just uh, I'm sort of working part time and, and doing the dogs, so it allows me to um, to probably be on top uh, um, on, on top of them, and, and and they're they're pretty pretty good. Um, and uh, work wise, mate, with the dogs, is it is it you a, a typical, I guess, uh, Metro Melbourne trainer where they're out early and, and walking them through the streets? Is that the way you like to train the dogs, or are you yes, a galloping man? Yeah. No, that that as well as um, as I've got a walking machine, which I think's been invaluable, and uh, yeah, then obviously going to trials as, as well as I get down to a, that's where I was this afternoon after racing the hills. So I went down to Cranbourne um, slipping track and just gave a couple of pre-trainers a little bit of a, a run up and down. Well, mate, whatever you're doing, uh, just keep doing it because the peacock's flying, the kennel's flying, you're getting winners left, right and centre. And as I let you go, if there's one race in the sport of greyhound racing that you'd want to win, what would it be? I know a lot of people go straight to the Melbourne Cup, um, but I was lucky enough, privileged and honoured to call the the Phoenix the other night at the Meadows, and that race just was ridiculous. So that's elevated Mm. up my list of races to win lately, that's for sure. Oh, definitely the the prize money that's come into Greyhound Racing has been enormous and great. It still would be the Melbourne Cup, but uh, I I do believe Peacock will get up in trip. So I'm sort of looking, if he does go well running up on the 600 metres, there there might be um, hopefully a good race or two that we can aim for if he keeps improving as he goes up in distance. So. By the sounds of it, mate, we're going to jump in into the all-in market for the Rookie Rebel might be the go for the Peacock. Hey, good luck uh, with race number four, box number seven. Obviously a tough assignment, but with any luck in running, he's proven he's right up to this. And good luck firstly with that, mate, and the future in, in Greyhound training as well. You're doing a great job. Thank you, James. And that wraps up this edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. It was episode number 94, counting down to the ton Busy, busy week as well with, obviously, this podcast out already. Saturday Night Meadows. Sunday, nothing. It's Christmas. Have a day off. Enjoy, relax, see the family, look after yourself. Monday down to sale, Boxing Day. Uh, Boxing Day night, I guess you could say. Boxing Day evening. It's always hard to word that one, but uh, looking forward to that. And we will have a, a, a podcast on the Sale Cup. So looking forward to uh, to pulling that race apart. And the Lisa Delbridge, Team Delbridge deep dive, which will be out in the next few days as well. So stay tuned. Good luck and happy punting for this week.